We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Daymore NBA podcast, and we are back this week reviewing the film of three, I think, likely first-round picks in the NBA draft here in under a month. Uh, Precious Achua uh, from the University of Memphis, Josh Green, and Sadiq Bey is who we'll get into. Will DeBerg uh, has been with me on all these draft podcasts. He's the assistant men's basketball coach at the University of St. Thomas here in St. Paul. And we'll, we've got to talk about your boy. That's that's where we got. Not any Ooh. of those guys. You you are like, the, I feel like you're the Timberwolves world captain of the Devin Vassell uh, train here. And he's what? What was that? I, what what happened? What was that shot? I, I don't know. It it's it was funny because that day I I probably got like, I'm not even kidding, close to ten different texts and tweets from people like. What the, like what is that like? What, and, and I was like, I don't know. Like I've not like I know as much as you do. Come on, that. Will. Like, and but I don't know, man. It's obviously the shot looks or looked terrible, right? But I don't know. Like, yeah, it's such a small clip. I'm still. I don't know. I I don't know what to say. It's you if didn't, that's you didn't his take new him shot, out of your lottery. If that's his new shot, he's in trouble. If who knows? You can it's not his new shot. There's, there's no way. He, okay, first of all, if people don't know what we're talking about. I'm assuming it was Devin Vassell's agent or trainer or something put out this video of him taking some deep NBA threes, but probably a little deeper than the NBA three-point line, right? And his shot just looked completely funky over the top of his head like I think it was slingshot. It was somebody outside of his like party. It okay. wasn't somebody who was because they just then, somebody was in the gym. Yeah, a reporter, a writer. Those damn writers. Anyway, it did look. I think at the end of the day, I think he was just joking around at the end of a thing and did some weird. Hopefully, deep, yeah. 
the, the, the one thing actual basketball-wise I thought of with it is, you know, in, in college, he was obviously a very good three-point shooter. With a really good-looking shot. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know, but not like your traditional good-looking shot. Like, it was a little, like, in front of his face, up high. He has a really high release. Yeah. Normal, it's normal, which isn't, like, a bad thing. Right. But I wouldn't think you'd be like... Clay Thompson and Devin Bissell, like, take your pick on stroke. Like, it's kind of funky, but the, it was a fun, he's a good shooter. And I, what I thought of, though, is, okay, so now he's taken these from 27 feet in the clip. And this is stupid to analyze the clip. But, like, should there be any concerns for a guy who's kind of, like, slender like that, or just with any player in general, taking that extra couple feet back? you know, from, from the college line to the three-point line. and Because you do need to have put more power in your shot, right, to shoot it further. Like, right. is he the type of – is that a thing, like, I in, think, in the adjustment from the college to the NBA? I think it all depends on the player. Like, I, right. I don't know. I, for me, like, I'm nowhere near the athlete he is, nowhere near as strong as he is, and I can, like, right. I have no issues stepping back. Like, for me, it's the same shots. everything. You mm-hmm. shoot a little bit harder, but it's the same thing. Some guys, I think it's it's – way a, a big adjustment and it just depends on mechanics it depends on feel it depends on i don't know it's it's different for everyone it and this is maybe just a way i i'm not very high on tyrese halberton so maybe this is just a way for me to, to rip up i don't know I, I just started thinking about this and like halberton has this funky actually funky mechanics like mm-hmm. just to start we know he shot hundreds of three-pointers in college and every one of them looked funky and i guess i would question a little bit if a player already had weird mechanics at the college level and they're shooting from that distance, moving back the three feet or whatever, I don't know. I, I, I think somebody could, can run the numbers on all this. I don't know how you decide who has funky mechanics or not. Right. But that would, that would make a little bit of sense to me. And I do think that Devin Vassell kind of falls in the funky mechanics. And he's this thin, skinny sort of dude, too, where, I, I don't know, this is way overanalyzing it. But right. that's, I do think that's a thing. Yeah, and I think this is where you and I will disagree on if he has funky mechanics. Like, okay. I think I think yeah. his shot is is. Good. I've like, watched the I've watched the Twitter clip too many yeah. times. That's probably no. Right. I'm saying like his his normal funky mechanics. Yeah, like, or his normal mechanics. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, my worry is like I kept thinking back to like Markel Fultz, and mm-hmm. like how his shot like you watch his shot just and, evolved. And so my fear, and again, it was a. Devin Vassell took two shots in an empty gym. Like, who knows? Unless you like, unless you're close with Devin Vassell or like watching him work mm. out, like, you don't really know. So you can speculate all you want. My my one worry, if I'm going to be pessimistic, is like somebody was like, you got to tweak it a little bit, and so he started trying something a mm. little bit new, and it evolved into this. And that tweak, I mean, t- to to my point, is that the tweak. They would say, hey, you're shooting right in front of your face. You're blocking your view to the rim. That, but he didn't shoot in front of his face. He shot it way – he shot it – he's up high. Like, okay. I, I mean, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like I went and went, went back after watching that, went and looked at some of them. I mean, are you pulling up now? Like, want, He's always shot it well above his head. But sure, yeah. So it's not blocking his face. I don't know. I, Do you disagree? I, I, I feel like kind of blocking his face to to like an extent. He's not like shooting the ball right in front of his face. I I know this is stupid. I don't I'm don't want to be on the side of I think his mechanics are totally are totally messed up now. But I think that is something where to say that someone got in his head and be like, you gotta do it a little bit different. You're looking at your screen. What do you see? 
Well, I'm, I'm just pulling up a video of the shot so I can put a screenshot. I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is like nobody like we're going to like if, if you think that's his new shot and somebody else thinks he's screwing around like we don't know. Yeah. We so don't know. I'm going to take I'm going to take the, the hundreds of shots he took in college <laughs> totally. over the two shots. And, then and, and he and Vassell shot 40, 42 percent both years. At yeah. Florida State. Freshman year and sophomore year. He's a good shooter. It shouldn't it shouldn't factor into it that much. I did think, though, about the idea for him and for all these guys, that it is an extra three feet. And I don't know for some players, particularly those with a little bit of bizarre mechanics, whether he falls in that bin or not. Right. That's a, I, I don't know. That, that's, it's something to, to think about. And, and quite frankly, if I was in a front office right now, I would be like, all right. I mean, the ball is way above his head when he shoots. Yeah, but his arm, though. Oh, you're saying his arm blocks his yeah. face. Oh, I thought you meant the ball. Okay, so all right. No, no, the ball's for sure above his gotcha. head. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, this is stupid. I think Devin Vassell's shot is going to be fine. He, I, the grade I had on him and watching wasn't as high as you on him as a player overall, but I was like, this dude's going to be a player you're very confident with being catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter, and a guy that we right. both think is going to be able to shoot off the dribble. Right. Who, so. If it's his new shot, whoever told him to do that should, should <laughs> retire. I don't know. It would but be crazy. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some it of the Twitter memes out there uh, were... So funny. If you haven't seen it, just just uh it's still up on Twitter. But that's the thing too. Like they got him to take down the initial video, but once it's on the internet, and everything like lives. the one there's that one reporter that was like uh I've, I, got, Smith, yeah. I got word that they were messing around. It did not look like they were messing around in that workout. That's the scary thing to me. Like it looked like they were going they were going hard or full speed or whatever. But I don't know. It's not I need to see more than two shots. Hey, Andy made both of the shots. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see more than two uh, shots before I obviously anyone who's listened to these drafts <laughs> know that I I think he's the best player in the draft. I'm gonna stand by that until Yeah. Until shown otherwise. Shown otherwise. <laughs> and if I see another video like that, uh, I have to do an emergency pod. Yeah. Um for for these podcasts we don't specifically focus on any of these uh players as Timberwolves prospects at all. Will and I just watched um the film that we had uh, available to us uh, through Synergy of these three athletes. And and so we're just going to kind of run through um, what we saw and how we think these play in what ways these players will translate uh, to the NBA and which, in which ways we have question marks about them translating. So, Will, the guy I want to start with is Precious Achua. Um, he's a freshman at Memphis. I already said that. He's kind of old for a freshman. Yeah. He turns 21 in September. I thought that was interesting mm -hmm. because I thought his game overall felt young. Right. Um, new to the game, I, I think. His, his passing felt pretty young. <laughs> pretty young. Um, he, he is, he, like, I think, like Pascal Siakam and uh, some other guys who, um, I think, from Africa, you know, just kind of get to the game at a later age. It sh I thought we saw some of that. Um, but he is 21 years old, and I would have rather, you know, for any of these guys, you'd rather they be 19, right? That's that's what you'd hope, right. hope for all of them. But uh, Precious Oshawa is six foot nine in shoes, seven foot two wingspan, 225 pounds. Um, these are a list of a few other guys who were that size when they came into the league who are now in the NBA or were in the NBA. Tristan Thompson, Draymond Green, Quincy AC, Jamichael Green, Larry Nance, Kevin Looney, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Jordan Bell, P.J. Washington, and Keita Bates-Diop. And those guys are all within uh, about an inch in height, an inch in wingspan, and uh, five or so pounds either way. 
um, to Prussia. So again, a six foot nine, seven foot two, two twenty five. So I think that is an important element to focus on here. His his size combined with his athleticism. We get into um, what are what are you hoping a player of that Scott that size and that physical profile he has becomes in the NBA? Well, it's it's funny because I think watching his tape, he like. He looks like he's like 6'11". And he looks huge. Huge. He looks huge. So, and then you start naming those guys, and like Siakam, I think, is like a three. Mm-hmm. And Kata Bates-Diop is a Yeah, three. that was a weird one. Yeah. And these other guys, I'm like, okay, he plays nothing like those guys. Like, he's a center. But that's why, I like, that's why I like doing so, this. Like, for sure. And that, so that's you're, – you're big into the size thing more so than I am. And, but hearing that is concerning. It's, right. it's a red flag, right? Would you – like, yeah, because you agree he's a center. Yes, yes. Um, or I, I think well, we can get into that some. I, I'm, I'm not going to only say five. No. Okay. I, I would, I would say four or five, and I would say if he was a four, um, I think there's specific fives he would be better playing with, um, and or that would you know help him, and you know, in in other ways, it'd be good just let him go. Like it's this freak athlete. Like mm-hmm. have your t- team play fast as hell. Like. Precious Achua is is a is a freak athlete who, if he does iron out the issues he showed at Memphis, you know, I mean, you got yeah. an athlete at, right. at the center position. So yeah, I mean, but six nine is not like to me that's concerning a little bit. Yeah, it the, the interesting one for me um, was Jordan Bell just because he's somebody like you know I, I you know I watched him play up close in person and you know when you literally stand by these guys in the locker room and stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, Jordan Bell is so small was, was always my opinion on him. I'm like, I cannot believe this guy was like a center in the NBA finals right. a year ago, two years ago, whatever it was. And, but the reality of the situation is Jordan Bell was a center in the NBA and he played this type of role, which is your freaky athlete guy who is not a main cog in your right. offense when he's out there with the other guys. And I, I do think, I do think it can be fine that your guy is that small, provided your team has found a way to defend the interior effectively. Mm-hmm. Whether that guy is a is a rim defender himself, or synergizes well with another guy who who is who's right. a rim defender. That's my concern about having a small five. Is if you just have him out here and he's your only and he's your only rim. So defender. what are a few things that you liked about him? Like you watching it, like the take the the good from the from the film. Yeah, I, I mean. He's so fast yeah. and and is great in space. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's someone who you could. I mean, there's there's the obvious things of he he would be able to be get out and run in transition as a five. Um, he's he's very. I think he has the ability to develop into someone who is athletic athletic enough to take people up like off of closeouts when they're like, if he's getting closed out on, take people off the dribble and he's working on his dribbling there. But you have this, you have this profile of a guy who, if he does develop some of the basketball skill sets, you go, well, we we're pretty much like nine out of 10, 10 out of 10, as far as speed, strength, agility, body control, th- right. those sort of things goes. He gets a little chaotic at times, but to me, those chaotic things are like, not reading the game not that he doesn't have control of his body like right he he does he does have good control of his body yeah. in my opinion i i agree with that the other thing i liked about him 
he's obviously an incredible athlete. You watched one minute and you you figure that out. He also he he played really hard. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like really he, hard. He played and didn't really get hard. Tired didn't get tired, and it's just struck me as a guy who like he really cared. Mm-hmm. Every rebound he'd go after, yeah, offense, defensive rebound. He just like it's it's hard to I guess put this into words after after having watched a fair amount of film, but he just didn't take a playoff, didn't take a possession off. He just was always around the ball, always. I don't know. He was really intense. Um, Work, I don't know, hard work. Like it's yeah, just, it's, no, and, and those, some of those things like sound kind of cliche. But for a, for a freshman who's a highly ranked freshman who's a first-round pick, mm-hmm. it's easy for a guy like that to know that about himself and just kind coast. of coast a little bit. And he never, he never coasted. No, and, and I think that you know, back to the size thing, like if you are a little bit smaller, like you're going to need to work. Like mm-hmm. you're going to need to – you're going to get a scrap on the interior. Like you're going to need to be – you're going to need to – beat your guy to the spot for the rebound. You're going to need to be quicker than them to like, there's an element of when you do put elite level hustle with elite level athleticism where you could go. All right. Like you can play. I think like just with that, like that's all you need. That's all you need to to be able to play, to be relevant. That's all you need. And then with him. And I think this is where it gets really gray is now what, what can you give me outside of that? Cause I think we, we know that like, and that's where I struggle with him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it's fair. And I, I'll just say, like, there, there's a part of me where I just watch this kid and I go, he just hasn't played enough basketball yet. Right. And, and, and to that end, I go, I don't know, man. Could he be somebody who develops, who develops into being a perimeter hub? Because now, once you get beyond just being the guy who sets screens and rolls to the rim and gets lobs and gets offensive rebounds or lives in the dunker spot like that, he's going to probably mm-hmm. be able to do that at least in a bench role in the NBA. But can you be, can you be more than that? Can you catch the ball on the perimeter and either be a dribble handoff guy, like be able to read dribble handoff guy. Can you square up? Can you shoot it if you're open? And if they're closing out on you, can you make one move and, and, and get to the bucket? Like mm-hmm. that's the difference between being Jordan Bell and being Bam out of Right. And it's funny you say that because my favorite thing about him is what I just said. My least favorite thing about him is his decision making. I thought it was I thought it was terrible. And maybe it's a lack of he hasn't played that much basketball, but he had 30 assists and 90 88 some 87 turnovers. Right. It, like, it's uh, it's I mean, you can't even you couldn't try to do that in a in a game for So where do you I, think a lot of the turnovers came from? He would catch the ball and he would make up his mind. This is what I'm going to do before, mm-hmm. like looking at the defense and reading the defense. He would just catch it, put his head down, go, and then he'd pick his head up and he'd either travel, mm-hmm. he either just guess on a pass, or somebody would come over and help and just take the ball from him. Some charges, some yeah. like a lot of charges, Euro travels, yeah. just like things where it's like slow down. You're right. fine. Slow down. What about defensively? Uh, I think. It, <laughs> It's funny because he makes some plays. He makes some blocks where it's like he gets away with it from his athleticism. He actually reminded me, and again, you watch way more Cat and Timberwolves than I do, but a lot of plays where he would like overhelp or try to do too much and make a spectacular play sure. didn't work out. He would be out of position and then, you know, leads to a bucket for the other. But he's clearly got the potential. Between his athleticism, he cares, right. and he's got a great motor. Those three things are 
I forget who we talked about another prospect like that where it was those three things, and we're like, I don't know how much else you need. Like those Kongu, maybe, but I don't yeah, know. He I want to talk he, about him. He made some. He made some. Some really good plays, some really bad plays. Yeah, I, I think people. I like who, him as a defender. In a yeah. nutshell, I like him as a defender. I think people are going to think of this player, and we've described him as super fast, super like athletic. Laterally, he is too. Um, and you're going to assume that he is, in a best case scenario, the guy who, you know, it's that defensive unlocker, like whatever. You bring a screen, we're switching it, and we don't lose a step. And one, I don't think (laughs) – it didn't happen in college. That didn't happen in college. They hedged and recovered all the time. You didn't get to see him really get out there onto a guard and just like, all right, this is our coverage here. So – that's different than Anyaka Kangwu, right? Who we watched and they would like intentionally switch it sometimes. So with Achua, you're if you're banking on that, if you if you want to do the bam thing and be like, oh yeah, you know, he's he, it's like, okay, well, we haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't seen him do those sort of things. It's, it's a, this is an in theory thing. And and then also we're going, okay, this is freak athlete. You watch him dunk a couple times, he flies, right? This and that. Like, yes, were there a couple highlight blocks? Sure. But in general, I saw him more to be like a shot deterrer right. than a shot blocker. And sometimes that isn't sometimes that's almost a better thing. Yeah. But but it's they're different things, you know what I mean? For and, sure. and so it's why which is kind of weird because I feel like all these other dudes we've gone through, like I've been I've been like Obi Toppin, I think you gotta have him play the five. I even brought up Patrick Williams. I was like, maybe right away at the beginning you have Patrick Williams to be a bench five. Like I, I feel like I always slide up in that sort of way. See, I think you and I disagree on on pressure. I think he has to be a five. Okay, but let me. This is my reason okay. is because I think that if you have him with another five who is a shot blocker, and you let him do more of the the scrambling around things, you develop him into the the switchable defender. I think that fits. I think that fits better at the four. And it, I mean, they they both could work, but I just kept as I'm watching. I'm watching these defensive clips, and he's. They, he played a lot of four at Memphis. They had that Bri- the really tall yeah. Bryant guy who I guess was like the Wiseman replacement. Right. Um, and I don't know. He, he, he seemed comfortable enough to me there. It's always easy to, to slide up to the five. Do you think he can't play the four? Or why, why can't he play the four? Because he can't shoot? Yeah, and his playmaking is terrible. Yeah. I th- on offense, he's got to be a pick and, pick and roll, dunk everything, mm-hmm. offense rebound. Right. You don't want the ball in his hands on offense. You want him so, catching it and dunking it. Sure. But he could play the four if the five is a really good rim defender and is a good a, shooter. A good shooter and a good passer. Yeah. I just wouldn't ba- I wouldn't bank on that. And there aren't many of those. Right. But like And I, I I didn't think he was I mean, he can grow into this. I didn't think he was a great perimeter defender. I don't think so either. So he and that's where he's gonna be guarding if he's playing the four. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, I guess my point is, I think he's better as a five on offense, and I think he's better as a five on defense. Right. Can, can he do the four on on either end? Maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna bet on, like, yeah, no, you're right. I, I think that's a safer bet. I guess I just wanted to bring that up because it was on my mind. Yeah, no, that's when when, yeah. when I was when I was watching it. But probably for all these dudes, it's like, all right, you're gonna come in, you're gonna be a late lottery pick on some team or just out of the lottery. Like, you're probably not starting right away, so you're in a second unit. Like, and what do second units generally want to do? Like, right. They just want to out-athleticize you. And they, 
not a word. Like run, you know, and, yeah, and, and energy, like, and energy, and that's like, where he, energy that's five. his biggest strength is just flying up and down the court. You know, plays six minutes where he grabs a few offensive rebounds, gets a couple putbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, does some things on defense, and that's where he's valuable. Yeah, right now. Right, right now. That that that's it. Right now. Right. I just think like if you if you look around, I think like ESPN has him ten. Like if you're drafting him at ten. You're saying, okay, we know we have that right now, but we believe there could be something sure. more here. And and I think there's something more from him. What does that look like? What what is a tenth overall pick? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like you are not. You can be the four. You can be the hub on the outside there. Like, but I'm, I'm saying what needs to actually happen for him to get. He needs to offensively. He needs to be somebody who can attack closeouts. Which yep. step one of that is becoming a threat from three. But it's not just being able to like. Did you like his? Did you like his shot? <laughs> I, no, I'm not. No, no, I did it. No, no. But it's like. Did you hate his shot? I did not hate his shot. I didn't hate it either. No, I. I mean, I think it's like steps ahead of Anyaka Kongwu, who who I would assume is never going to shoot threes right. at all. Like I think Precious Achua will shoot threes in the NBA. I do too. And and so if he can first be that, can you be just this catch and shoot guy who's taking wide open top of the key threes? Yes, if you can do that. Then now, like, can we put you above the break? And can you can you take a guy off the dribble? You have the athleticism, maybe a little bit of handle to be able to do it. We got to work on the decision making. If you have that, and you can be a DHO guy, now now you're worth it. Those are all, those are a lot of things. I see you like shaking your head, but like that that's it's a lot to ask for a guy with 30 assists and 90 turnovers. Though. Totally fair. I'm not I'm not making the case. I'm not right. saying this I, is Bam out of file, but I think for these guys, like. Again, I think if it works, I think if it, if it works, it's not Bam. It's more of like Montrezl Harrell, sure, mm-hmm. a guy who's just super intense, dunks everything, pick and roll, and is good on defense. But That's by it. you saying that, you're saying that you don't believe anything else can develop, or is is unlikely. I don't think to anything off the dribble is going okay. to develop. Yeah. I think I think he could be like I don't give me again. You pick a pick a NBA guy, but. Yeah, I think if he's wide open, he'll shoot threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shot a couple like step back threes, but it's yeah. also he shot forty overall for the year and twenty in their last ten games. Yeah. so I think it was. He but I also it struck me as like when Wiseman went down, it was kind of Precious's team. Do whatever yeah. you want. You're going to be here totally. for six months. Totally. That team did not. They were talented. Did not strike me as a well coached team. Why will Anyeka Kangwu be way higher than Ochawa on your big? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, I think a Kangwu is. Maybe the best defender in the draft. Over Wiseman? I mean, Dude, we, I, how, we, how can we know with Wiseman? We watched Wiseman play <laughs> I know, I know, 70 I know, I know, minutes. Just, that's... So, yeah, I think Okongwu maybe is the best defender in the draft. Okay. And then offensively, I think they're similar. Mm-hmm. So, I, th- I mean, again, yeah. one, one's going to go seventh, one's going to go <clears throat> 17th. So, it's not like there's a huge gap. So, I think Okongwu can switch one through five really mm-hmm. well. He proved that at, at USC. And I think offensively he's capable. I, I, I mean, yeah. we're kind of everything we're saying about Precious is similar to what we what we said about Akangu. The difference is, who would you take? You take Akangu? Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, w- I would take Akangu. Why? I'm just I, I thought about this a little bit, like that 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 comparison there, and to make a bit of a case against Akangu, like so Akangu's number, like Akangu and Toppin, their numbers, stats wise, efficiency wise, are way better than Precious Ashwa. Right. Like. And, that, and that's a big reason, you know, as it should be, a big reason why they are higher on all these, on all these mocks than, than he is. But a big thing with the Kangwu specifically that drove his efficiency was he posted up all the time. Yeah. 
are you gonna are you gonna be able to? Is he gonna, like? Can you post up at all in the NBA? Is a Congo gonna be able to post up at all in the NBA? How is he gonna use that skill set? Because I think there's elements to being a post up player that you can like kind of reproduce in the dunker spot, whatever. But like, what if that just isn't a thing? Like, what 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 if he doesn't have that? That's where so much of a Congo's offense came from, and we know he has no shot except for that one eighty footer he hit. <laughs> and and I don't know and Okongwu didn't pass the ball at all either so there's a world I could see where Achua three years from now has developed a more well-rounded offensive skill set than Okongwu that isn't to say that he's going to be the defender that he is right I just I I also think Okongwu is better off the dribble. Like if you we brought up Bam and I yep. feel like everyone brings up Bam now because of the right. recency bias, but Akangu the way he can like do a DHO or fake a DHO and then take and a He's good dribbles, at like just one dribble. Yeah. Yeah, and I did not see that out of it's Precious at all. Mm-hmm. I keep calling him Precious cuz I screw up his last name. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> oh, no, I I think um do you agree with that though? Like I just think yeah. watching Akangu was like he was he played the 4 pri- almost how much, what percent of do you think Akangu played the four? Eighty percent. Yeah, because well, the big white dude yeah. was there. So he played more four than Precious did, although mm-hmm. Precious did play four too. But I just think he Akangu that is was way more comfortable with the ball in his hands, making reads, taking a dribble or two, mm-hmm. and passing. Yeah, and I think that matters when you're because these guys are these guys are going to be probably drafted or Precious is probably going to be drafted to a playoff team. More so, he's going to have guys around him. Where, I don't know, I, he's not going to be asked to make plays. And so if he can't pass the ball to the better players on his team, it's, he's kind of worthless on offense. And, and you're, you're totally fair to say that didn't, it, that didn't show up at all on the film. Right. It didn't. You're right. Like, but this is kind of like a Tyrese Maxey thing. Where we talked about this before the other time with like Archer Hampton, where part of me goes, I feel like when I watch Ochoa play two years from now, it's going to be so different than what it was right now. And yeah. I feel that I feel that with RJ Hampton, I feel that with Tyrese Maxey. And like, is part of that very generally they're athletic? Sure. But it I think actually we talked about that this last time after we turned the mics off, and I was like, man, there's something about RJ Hampton. Yeah. Where I'm just like <laughs> I hate I hate when people go, Oh, it's my gut call. But there There's something you, about when it. when you watch a lot of somebody, That's fair. you go like and, and I have I have some of that with precious. Am I gonna go up to ten or something on that? No. But for me, and I'm, I'm thinking about this through the Wolves lens, which we were talking about before, right. to me, there's a, it makes, that makes a ton of sense there. Because what do they have in Cat? You do have somebody who can block shots, and you do have an offensive hub. Like, that is where I could see that two years from now being a really good, a, a really good fit there. Maybe there, maybe there aren't a lot of teams. I think he's going to have to go to a player development, a place that's going to develop him effectively. And and I think the pieces around him are going to be really important too. For sure. Because if he gets into a place which is like Memphis, and they're like, "Here, go take a bunch of shots. Go, pass. he's going to have a million turnovers. Yeah. And we're going to look up his real he plus needs minus. A, it's going to be minus a million. Like, he, and this is you can say this, but a lot of people, he needs a good point guard. If he has a good point guard, hundred percent, he could be really good. If he doesn't, and he can, I don't know. So you would want the Wolves at seventeen. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I could say I, I don't know, like whatever. <laughs> well, depends who the other ones are there. I don't have it all charted out down to there, but we'll I get, kept thinking about that. We'll get to the other two guys, but let's say they're all—all all three of them are there. Who would you take? 
<laughs> Josh. I kinda I kinda like these other two guys. Yeah. So and and I feel more of a need on the wing. I think there's more scarcity on the wing. For sure. Um, I, I think th- I would take Sadiq Bay. Yeah, I would too. Over over both of these guys, uh, but we we don't. Once you start talking about seventeen, like we don't we don't know what's going to be there. I just uh, part of me also thinks that there might be a lot of guys like Precious out there. Like, That's fair. Totally. Like if he yeah. doesn't develop, let's let's say he he's not a reliable shooter and he's not a reliable playmaker. There's a lot of guys six ten, six nine, dudes yeah. who run around and can offense rebound. Like hundred percent. So that that's where I'm kind of like, well, if we don't get him, let's we can sign. And, and all I, and all I would say to that too is like, all right, like I have that same energy about a Kongwu too. Right, that's the same thing. Like, more skilled, but like yeah. at the end of the day, a Kongwu's not massive. Like a, Kong, a yeah. Kongwu's kind of like that too. Like, and you're making it sound like I think a Kongwu's going to be an all star. I, I no, I think some people do. I think you're right. That isn't. Yeah. yeah, we're actually both like, yeah. I think we have them like 11 or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's a really interesting and difficult archetype of player to analyze. Yeah. And I think really, if I'm a GM, I would want to know a ton about the guy's background and what, how much I believe they can commit to player development in these specific right. ways. Because I think, particularly with Precious, you got to go, all right, man, here's like one thing. Mm-hmm. Do this. Next month maybe two things but if we didn't get the first one not like it's gonna be it's gonna be a slow drip for him let's move on though and last thing and and we've like i'm also it kind of comes back to the fact that guys who can't shoot i'm instantly turned off by right now it's just like i don't (laughs) know how else to like it sounds really simple but find me a guy who can shoot and then you know like we'll figure out i think the next two can yeah for sure um we'll do josh green next freshman arizona um, turns 20 in November. He was number eight on ESPN's yeah. top 100 uh, for this class. Um, you know, or coming out of high school, he's six foot six in shoes, six ten wingspan, 210 pounds. Here's some players who are that size: Keldon Johnson from last year's draft, Kevin Porter Jr., Troy Brown Jr., Gary Trent Jr., <laughs> DeAndre Bembry, Denzel Valentine, Glenn Robinson III, Clay Thompson, Demar Derozan. Danny Green and Terrence Williams. Um, why don't you just give people the basics of who he? Is? You want to do one side of the ball? You just want to say who he is as an offensive player? Yeah, I think it's funny you mentioned Danny Green. We don't like doing. We don't. We we've talked about this on a lot of the podcasts. It like totally works. The play. It's the same player. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, and maybe we can just stop talking about him here. It's the Dude, same player. Down to weird foot stuff. Weird foot stuff. <laughs> same last name. Like every like, and it was frustrating to watch because, to me, it was like I think Arizona should have used him way more. He shot 100%. two point I think seven threes a game. I think he should have shot eight threes a game. Easy. And his threes were like, I'm going to stand they, in the corner. They, they prioritized Nico Mannion over. Yeah, him. and it was frustrating to watch because yeah. I was like, I want him to, I want him to go 0 for 12 one game. But it was like everything was like three for eight, six but, for 11. Like, but he's got a little bit of that Danny Green too, where I don't yeah. think he like turns up that much. No, where he goes and he's, he's Danny like, Green. I mean, that's <laughs> he's Danny Green, which yeah is maybe we're we're okay. Why? So I was kind of thinking that, and I was looking for reasons to say he's. Could be more than Danny Green. Um, I couldn't find any of them. What, well, okay, well then, why was he the number eight prospect if he was this? Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, would, think about I a high school kid. Who, but think about a high school kid who is six six, flying, really athletic, and can stroke it. 
And defend. And yeah. def- like yeah. you just watch him in a high school game, it's easy. So, okay. Danny Green was probably ranked. What was Danny Green ranked in his high school class? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's right. I wish <laughs> like So, can he can he do nothing else offensively? Nothing. Outside of shoot the three. I don't think and, so. You didn't think so? No. Nope. Nothing at all? Nope. Okay. I, I think there was a little bit of a, like, so they played zone, a bunch, they faced a bunch of teams who played zone. Yeah. Which made, I thought, analyzing him hard. For because sure. Because he's just in the corner all the time. And, and a lot of times, whatever, that's easy. It's just like, if you got the ball, stroke it. Like, but sometimes I, I liked a little bit of when he would, when he would take the guy, like he read the right time, when, the time to shoot that and the time to attack there. And he is athletic enough to like get up towards the rim and, and, and finish a little bit. Like he's not, he's athletic. He's not really like dunking on people at all. But I, I thought there was a little bit like, like pump and go attacking a closeout to him. You don't think so? I mean, I think like, I think he did it in college. It yeah, looked awkward. It looked uncomfortable. That's a good point. I I think in in the NBA, and there's nothing wrong with this. I think he's going to be strictly a catch and shoot, space the floor guy, and a guy who's actually going to be pretty solid on defense. I think. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, and and and, and I think he'll be really good. He'll be really good at both those things. And I, he's one of the guys that I don't think it's overly complicated. You no. know what I mean? There, there's no element to you at all that thinks, all right, he's playing in Arizona to have other top prospects, namely Mannion and Najee, who... Right. It's important for people that, like, he played with two other... He, this, was, this Arizona team, it, it wasn't it end up being very successful, but as far as, like, prospects go, the guys they brought in, it was, like was kind of like a Kentucky team. So yeah. Would you say that's fair? Three first-round picks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, to, to an extent, or 90% of it, Part of me was thinking to, to, along those lines and how we've talked about this before with Kentucky guys where things get hidden with players. And it's, I don't know. I, I can't say what the thing would be that is hidden. I, I don't know. He ran like 20 total pick and rolls the whole year, like right. nothing. Like he, he literally was a, a catch and shoot guy and spot up situations and kind of took people off the dribble and took some floaters. I would like to have seen him. I like, would like to have seen him go to a different college and play on a different team. Where, where he would have done different things because, like, his – I bet you you would agree with it. Like, his film got boring. It's really the same boring. shit over and over yeah. again. And it, at least on the offensive end. Did you, did you see him to be a pretty good defender? Yeah, I thought he was solid. I didn't think he was great. I thought he, he's got good size. He competed pretty hard. And, like, he made a bunch – he made mistakes. He's, you know, he's 19 years old. Again, this freshman we talk about, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. Guys who have probably never really been asked – to defend at a high level in their entire lives. Um, I kind of liked him a lot as a defender. Okay. I thought, sorry, I thought you were. No, no. no, I think he's going to be a solid defender. Is Danny Green a good defender in the NBA? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I I, I think that's what he is. I think everyone, it's like the cliche thing to say three and D. It's like everyone wants a three and D wing. I think he epitomizes it more so than probably anybody else in this draft. Yeah, I I think, I think that's fair. And at 17, when, when, in a bad draft, there's sure. nothing wrong with that. No, and, and that's not where he's being mocked right now. He's being mocked like late first. Well, the ringer had, I think, 24 maybe. Yeah, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but I think 
think it was like 22 the athletic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like he's not even in like the lottery conversation. Who would you take, him or Neesmith? I would take Neesmith. Yeah. Um, Just because his offense the, is the, that much better? The comparison I wanted to make, and, and this is – I think it's kind of similar to the, what we were just talking about with Achuba and um, Akangu, where Akangu just like objectively had a way better freshman year of college. Like he, he was one of the better players, whereas Achuba was a you know he was just like a prospect. And and I think with Green, I think that works with Green and Isaac Okoro too. Yeah, where where Okoro was just super good. Like at college basketball, now there's there's concerns about him as a three point shooter, but like he was a brick wall defensively, and I thought was able to get the rim pretty well. Like Akora was really good at college basketball. Green was was more limited, but I do think there's like some similarities there, and I'm taking Akora if it obviously, but but between those two, but but part of me goes all right, like. If people are really like the people who are questioning Isaac Okoro and are like, you're never going to be able to shoot it. If that's your stance, even if you think Isaac Okoro is an awesome, actually, I think this is kind of your stance on Isaac Okoro is you think that he's never going to be able to shoot it, but he's going to be an awesome defender and maybe give you a little bit off the dribble on offense. I think right? he probably won't be able to shoot it, but it, yeah. it really good on defense. And if he can shoot it, then you have a guy who's okay. getting, getting paid. $15 million a year. Yep. So if you're, if that's your stance and, and, and you're sitting at like 10 in the draft and a Coro still on the board, like why, why are you going to take him when 15 picks later you can take green? It's a great question. I'm, I, so I think it comes down to, and I like, I'm high on, I, I like a Coral cause I believe a lot more of him as like a competitor. I think he was yes. really underrated finisher, like getting the bucket, all those sort of things. But so many people seem to be like doing this thing where they're like, all right, he can play defense, but he can't do anything else for shit. And, and like green is pretty well balanced to me. Yeah. Like he's going to be able to shoot it. And I, I really liked what I saw from him defensively. I have to slide that up to a really like, really, I don't know. I, I he, he really yeah. competed, and I, I loved how I loved how he would get pissed off yeah. when the big screwed up the coverage. I like that too. I yeah, especially again, maybe it's the coaching lenses, but the body language part of it, like he clearly cared about defense, and to me that matters. I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know how else to put that. That matters. So yes, I think he's a, an above average shooter, an above average defender, and a pretty good athlete. Pretty good size. He's not great at any of those. He's not going to be a great shooter. He's not going to be. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be Duncan Robinson. He's not going to be one of these guys that is you know, thirty thirty six percent on eighty three attempts. But I would. Yeah. That should have been hundred and eighty attempts. Like totally. he should have shot way more. Like Sadiq Bay, who we're going to do next, shot one hundred seventy five. Yes, I and I think the thing that frustrated me was a lot of his threes kind of felt like they came on accident. Do you know what I mean? Like they got zoned a lot where it was kind of like he sort of stumbled into a three. He's like, oh, I'm open. I'm going to shoot it. Or so an, much, off so an offensive rebound, Zeke would get an offensive rebound and kick it to him, and mm -hmm. then he'd be like, okay, I'm open. But it felt like they didn't try. They didn't run anything. They didn't try to get him threes. It, it was so weird. I don't know if who you watched first between Green and Achua, but like Memphis was like everything yeah. too precious. And then I'm like, can we like get green like a look? Here? It felt like, like Precious took more threes off the dribble, like forced <laughs> threes than than Josh Green. 
Um, There's this... I don't know. It's just... I would have liked to see a guy who is... Like, I wanted just him to... I wanted to watch more bad shots. Yeah. I mean, you and I have had these conversations for years where so-and-so player who was drafted like 22nd were like, man, he didn't do any of this stuff in college. Right. You know? And now, that's the the exception to the norm but but that happens sometimes and 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 part of me goes if i'm like scanning through the guys that i know that i've watched in this maybe second half of the first round of the ones i've watched like green is one that sticks out to me who i feel like we could be having that conversation again like where did this come from right the kentucky comparison is good in that sense where it was like why do they rein him back so much yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the Kentucky guys we've talked about, Cat and AD Booker and Booker, mm-hmm. and there's one more that were in Bam. Yeah. We're like, why didn't they just let him do more for him? And I'm not saying he's going to be on their levels, right. but I'm saying I just feel like watching him, there was another level he could have gotten to that they just for whatever reason oh. were like, you're not going to get, we're not totally. going to let you do it. And and I feel like I'm I'm doing the same exact thing I did for Oshawa with him, like, but th- there's other like late first round prospects that we've talked about before called like Trey Jones who I, who I like Trey Jones, but I don't feel like there's any chance like three years from now we're like, Whoa, so much more than we expected. Like, or Do you remember when you said he was a bad athlete and then the, the vertical, <laughs> can we talk about that? We'll see what his actual vertical. <laughs> Dane is on the record saying, Oh my God, you bad athlete. And then last week the vertical numbers came out and Trey had a 40 inch <laughs> and vertical. I gladly <laughs> tweeted them out. I shared it with everyone. Yeah. Just want that to be. No, that's fair. I've also, I've also pumped Trey as a guy who yeah. I would really think would be a great fit on the wolves. Yeah. Next to Tilo. Why are we talking about Trey? Um, oh, we're not talking about him today. <laughs> he's not on the schedule. Oh, no, it's Bay. We're going to do Sadiq Kay. Bay. Um, <clears throat> Sadiq Bay is a sophomore. Uh, coming out of Villanova, turned 21 in April. So really, also old. 21 no, for a sophomore. No, think about when turned 20. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Think about when you. When so was he a redshirt guy? No, I don't think so. No, he played. Turned 21 in April. Yeah, that's he's old. He is old. Um, six, <laughs> six foot eight in shoes, six ten, uh, wingspan, 216 pounds. Uh, other players who like that. I, I this. I don't know. Maybe I like all these lists, but this was interesting because it made me think that he could play the four um, in the NBA. Cam Johnson, Jake Lehman. I think Cam Johnson's been on the hype thing for <laughs> almost everyone. Maybe this is a common. Maybe this is what you listen to. Cam Johnson, Jake Lehman, Perry Ellis, Torian Prince, Doug McDermott, Andre Roberson, Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris, Luke Babbitt, Paul George. Yeah. And I, I had uh, <clears throat> I'd started watching his film, and then I went and and did this stuff. And I'm I'm, I'm watching him play. And for people obviously who haven't watched Sadiq Bay, he's this weird like point forward kind of guy. Yeah, where he's got this like maybe kind of looks like he's the team's small four, but he's bigger than everyone else out there. But he's like pretty clearly running like the point, and then also like posts up a lot. And I'm just kind of like. What the hell does this like look like in the NBA? It really reminded me of, like Evan Turner. Remember Evan Turner, like yeah. at Ohio State, and then also like when he was in Philly or whatever. Like I'm like this. This all seems awkward. But then I looked at those those guys that he's similar in size to, and I'm like, those are like three and a half fours. Like 
maybe it won't be awkward for him to be kind of this dude who's posting people up a little bit or using his size a lot if he is kind of playing the four. And I think a lot of those guys can play the four. Yeah. I think he he's interesting because he I looked up his high school. Like I just want to know like where he came from and hmm. his final five schools were Villanova. That's a big time school. Davidson, Elon, and Georgetown. So it was kind of like he was a three star recruit. I don't even know if he was in the top one fifty. Like so hmm. he is kind of came out of nowhere, had a decent freshman year, but then blew up as a sophomore. Um he kind of plays like that, man, where it's like he plays like a guy who figured out how to play yes. smarter than everyone else. He, yeah. And one of my notes I had on him is the second thing I wrote was just he'd be really fun to play with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Makes the right play, is a really good shooter, like plays really hard on defense. Like the things you want, like if you're playing pickup basketball at yeah. LA Fitness and like just little, little attributes that you want from a random guy like mm-hmm. those like he just strikes me as a guy and maybe this means nothing as far as an NBA prospect but like he'd no. be really fun to play I with think, I think makes the extra pass shoots it well and competes on defense I I totally agree with it the the one thing that I think about with that is for him to do those stuff he's was pretty ball dominant like yeah you know what I mean and and so who's the guy who's not fun to play with, right? Like you the ball. Start, where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. They, I, I question a little bit with Bay, who you know, just in general. I'm, I'm I love I, I love him. I, I, I really like him. But there are these couple of like legit holes, I think, to be poked in him. And one of them is, all right, Villanova ran it through him a ton, and he doesn't really have a position, I'm sure of, in the NBA, you don't think you don't think so. What do you think? Like four? What? It, Three? Four? That's what, were you listening to me talk? Yeah, yeah, I was. But he's he's not a four. Well, what is he going to play? Just a wing. He's going to play what, what? What's Isaac Okoro going to play? Yeah, wing. Yeah, well, maybe I don't. know. It's also weird now. I get the. It, it, but it, it's also I think I think it's so overrated. Unless it's a center, I think there's a center fair. Yeah, no, is no, the no, one no, thing right. that's probably who. I don't care if you're a two, three, or four. I just. I don't think he's a four. I think he could play four. That's what I'm saying. That's a good thing, then, if you think yeah, he's... No, I, I, I do, too. I, I just struggle a little bit outside of, he, outside of his shooting. When he starts dribbling it, I wonder where that fits into an NBA team. But what, what he does that fit, will fit into an NBA team immediately and be awesome is he's a super dynamic three-point shooter. He doesn't need like any time. He's he's he has excellent feet. He has a he has a quick release. It's the quickest release in the draft. And and he shot up 175 of them yeah. and made 45 percent of them. Like and he made 37 percent the year before on like 130 of them. So he's he shot 300 threes in college and made 40 percent of them. Do over 40. Do you think I'm crazy to say that he is one of the three safest players? Like, no. Is is there a scenario where he's not? Is, is there a scenario where he's not getting minutes on an NBA team? No. Or he's going like, to play. Like, he's going to be in a rotation. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And then... Right? Right, yeah. No, I, I, I think so. And I just wonder exactly what that role is. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is it just... Are you just the shooter guy? And, and defender? Like, is it, again, just the classic 3 and D? Because that's... 
Josh Green just did 3 and D stuff at college. Sadiq Bey did a whole hell of a lot of stuff right. in college. Right. Which, what did you think about him, like, off the dribble? He did a really good job of using his body to create space. I thought he, like, yeah. used his left elbow as, like, the shield to, like, all, he, could, he, could get, he could get to the nail and, and pull up from 15 feet yeah. whenever he wanted. Yeah. And, and he so, wasn't fast. He wasn't explosive. He was just, I'm going to get to my spot, and I'm going to get my shot off. When we uh, when we did the big board thing, and I think I squeezed him in at fourteen at the like back end of mine. That, uh, and that was before we'd ever really watched him, right? Yeah, I I well, I watched some of it for that. And it was more of a there was nobody there's nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> that was we were at that point. Um, he he oddly reminds me of Joe Ingles a little bit, who like doesn't have like this. Like athleticism take you off the dribble, but he's super big, so he can play upright. But he can also like use his body to distance the defender from where he's dribbling. Yeah, and and I see a lot of that um, in Sadiq Bey. Then plus, Joe Ingles is like a has been one of the better you know catch and shoot three point yeah. shooters in the NBA over the past five years. I don't hate that comparison. Um, let me read. Let me read some yeah. stuff to you real quick. Read S- synergy breakdown spot up shooting. Excellent. Excellent's the best you can get. Okay. <laughs> Spot up. Excellent. Pick and roll ball handler. Excellent. Transition. Excellent. ISO average, which I actually agree with because he's not that explosive. He's not that, he's not going to beat you one-on-one. Uh, post up is excellent. Handoff is good. Offense rebound is excellent. Off a screen is excellent. His cutting is excellent. And that's it. Which I think is yeah. like, I'm looking at that too. Yeah. Um, I thought he was an awesome cutter. Uh, I think the when I watched both offensively and defensively, where he struggled was I just he wasn't that fast or explosive on defense. He would get beat just because the guy is would just kind of run by him, just kind of better athlete, quicker, yeah. faster, whatever. Offensively, he just like when he was spotting up, he was awesome. But when he tried to make plays and try to go to the hole, like go to the rim, yeah. I just feel like he could never really get to the rim because guys, he's not that he's really not that quicker, athletic. Mm-hmm. Which, which to me is like, I, from everything I can gather from what I've read or listened to, is like, yeah, the, nobody doesn't like Sadiq Bey. Like, nobody doesn't like Sadiq Bey. They're like, you know, the analytic people love it. Like, everything we just read off there, or the people who just look at three point shooting, love it. You look at his, you watch him play, you're like, man, this is a guy who can initiate offense and he can defend at the college level. It's like, check, 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 check. These are all the things right. that people like. But there is an element to Sadiq Bey, and I, I, I think it's worth us highlighting and lingering on that for a while, that like, this isn't a great athlete, and a lot of the stuff he does is funky. And a lot of times I think we've seen with players who have that vibe to them, the funky stuff often doesn't translate. Right. Now, does that – the thing I think with Bay and why I will still have him in the first half of my first round, probably in the lottery or very close to it, is is that even if you remove that funky stuff, I still think he's a really good player. Yeah. Because he, he can – because he's still – I would be shocked if he isn't going to be a good three-point shooter. I'm with you. And and then defensively, like, that's where that's where I might have, like, some more concerns. Like, I saw him struggle to keep up with some dudes on the wing – in at the college level yeah, for defensively. Sure. I mean, that's the same thing's gonna happen in the NBA. And and I think that's part of the reason why yeah. 
if he was talking about the four thing, if he's guarding bigger guys, like there, there, there's less of yeah. that. If he was a step faster, for a he probably would have been a, a higher ranked high school kid. Well, I think he'd, he'd probably be a top five pick in this for track. sure. So I think that to me, if that's your biggest knock, is you're a half a step slow. I'll take my chances. Do you know what I mean? I also. Yeah, but what's the one thing you know you can't develop? You can't get that step, which is fine. Yeah. I don't know. I and I also part of me. I like, I like his story. I like guys who weren't recruited yeah, that highly, like who figured it out, and now he's really good at Villanova. And he might not figure it out right away at, in the NBA, but by year three or four, like, I just when you have a proven history of like being an underdog mm-hmm. and figuring it out, I tend to, I don't know, buy right. stock in that. And I think I think he's going to do the same thing. I, but, I, I understand. I will understand if other teams take bigger swings over him. Sure. Like if you're like, looking for a home run, you're not going to take Sadiq. Or even like a ground rule double. Like right. I would understand somebody taking a, like Isaac Okoro, I think will get yeah. drafted ahead of him. And that's because where Sadiq Bay will never is never going to make get that extra step. There is a world in which Isaac Okoro is like a five tool player and can right. actually shoot it. Like that that possibility exists out there. Right. And, you know, I mean, trying to think of other, uh, some of these other guys too, like that, that have the physical profile. That's where the physical profile guys go. And it's a lot of time when we have busts who are like, Oh my God, that guy went eight. Well, yeah, it's because they never developed the shot or they, you know, they never developed a, a fuel off the pick and roll, whatever. Like Sadiq Bay has all those things. He's got yeah. the shot. He's got the feel. Right. He's got pretty good size. So I think stop right there. And I think, you know how every draft there's like that one guy who goes like seventh when you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I thought he was going to go 16th. I think it could be Sadiq Bey. Yeah. You know, where on right. draft night, it's like, wait, he went seventh? I thought he wasn't even going to be in the lottery. I think, it, I think, he, I think Sadiq Bey could be that guy for, from what you, those three bullet points that you just mentioned. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I also just, in general, think this draft is we're going to have a lot of those. We're going to be like, Whoa. You like this draft deep down. No, no. We're going to have a lot of like, what the hell? We thought this guy oh, yeah, was supposed yeah. to be to go 20th yeah, yeah. and he went ninth. Well, nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, it seems to me to be even more that way than. Do you have any intel on the Wolves taking who they're taking number one? Um, I think, I mean, I think they're trying to trade the pick. Yeah. And and if I, I really do think it's it is pretty simple. Like if they can get a good package back for it, like that would be their preference. And if not, they're not going to pass on the opportunity to take a big swing on a Ball or Wiseman or Edwards. Right. I think it's I think it's I think, I think it's, it's those three. Sad. I don't know. I mean, I that's I, sad. <laughs> no, it's not. That would be well. If you're them, you don't take Vassell. You, then you then you for sure trade back. Even if you just get a. No, I, back to five and you get pick right. up something, you know, like I don't think anybody else is going to take the cell one. I, and I, and I've said that I've yeah. said, like, you're not going <laughs> to No, I, Yeah. But you yeah. could, um, what I do want to tell people and because you know, now it's been like six months since I did a podcast on Anthony Edwards, um, is that Will and I are going to watch all the Anthony Edwards film and, <laughs> The little available of James Wiseman, and I'm gonna try and get some high school stuff on James Wiseman. I think that's possible. Yeah. Um. And and we'll 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 take a look. We'll take a look at that. So that will be that will be the next podcast. Even though 
I guess technically I've done that before. Will and I have never done Anthony Edwards and, and James Wiseman together. So we'll have that. Uh, yeah, we'll have that for the next episode. Uh, thanks again for doing this, Will. And yeah. I don't know. We only got, what is it? Today's, we're recording this Wednesday, August, October 21st. So 10, 24 Draft weeks. Draft the 18th, Draft right? four weeks from today. 18th. Yeah. We should, we got to do one before the, like on the 17th or something. Yeah. We're, I think, I mean, I think there, there's plenty of room to, well, first, I think there's a few more guys. Yeah. I watched Pokashevsky. You couldn't get his film. So we're going to, we'll, we'll do another one of these three ones too. But, yeah. but I think the relevant, the most relevant players are Anthony Edwards. And you haven't really talked about Anthony Edwards other than the fact that on your big board, I think you had him sixth. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, that's relatively low. And I have him. I'm interested to go back and rewatch. I so much. You know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, and adjust. But as of as I sit here right now today, I I have. Um, I think it's hard. I, I've really moved to a like ball one A Edwards one B Wiseman one C, but like teetering on Wiseman as I just like think think about it more and more over. Um, over Edwards, but really th- those three there, and it's a if it's the Timberwolves or if it's the Hornets, or whatever. Like some of those teams are gonna have to make those, you know, make those decisions. Yeah. And like one of those three guys is probably gonna suck. Right. Like that's just how it works, and that's like it. Your your job rides on that, or the next five, ten years of your friends. Crazy. It, it, it is. So um, we'll do Edwards and Wiseman next week, and. Um, I'll have some other things coming up soon, too. Uh, until then, I'm Dane. That's Will at WDeBerg14 on Twitter. See you next week. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stops, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you dancing like nobody else.